to the PFF NFL Daily. Today, recapping the season opener, the Tampa Bay Bucks win 31 to 29. Was it, Sam? What was the final here? I'm losing <laughs> Good it. Start. Good start. Yeah. 31 29. Do we want to stick with that? Yeah. 31 29. I got it right. Yeah. Should have spoke, spoken with confidence here. Anyway, what a crazy back and forth game. A lot of stories coming out of this, but it was, it was cool to see Dak back on the field. Uh, chucking it around some people questioning the arm strength right away I don't know I thought he looked I thought he looked incredible as far as what he did in the pocket Um, he wasn't as good as uh, Tom Brady who was near flawless despite two interceptions that weren't on him but an incredible back and forth game between the Bucs and the Cowboys it was and it was all about those two quarterbacks I mean this was a game where Dak Prescott Coming into the game, it's like, I bet that the Dallas Cowboys would love to be able to just establish the run, lean on Zeke, not have to have Dak Prescott carry this offense because he's coming off that ankle injury, then he's coming off the shoulder injury, and he hasn't played in the preseason. 69 dropbacks later, um, you know, how many, 58 pass attempts, 400 yards, like Dak Prescott was the offense. They just didn't want to mess with that Tampa Bay interior defensive line. And you can see why, given how devastating it was whenever they did screw with it. And they really did just turn the ball over to Dak and say, keep us in this. Now, that's what I said to do. I, now, you can find the direct quote. I said, look, it's Dak's team. Dak, get out there, start chucking it around, take advantage of all those receivers, spread the field and throw it. And then you turn to your defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, and say, keep them under 30. <laughs> and he gave up 31. Yeah, right? So I had the right strategy, but I just relied on Dan Quinn and that Dallas defense too much. Uh, it was uh, our friend of the show, Mina Kimes, had the tweet. She's like, this is like the best wide receiver matchup we've ever seen. Um, and she might be right. I mean, as far as the Bucks, everybody that they're throwing out there, the Cowboys with their trio, um, even though Michael Gallup got hurt. But I, th- I think that was a big part of it, too. It was just high-powered passing offenses. Both teams essentially neglected the run game and said, we know our strength. It's a race to 30, and the Bucks won the race to 30. Yeah, they did. And and even with um, you know Michael Gallup goes down, Cedric Wilson steps into the game. Cedric Wilson's not a bad receiver in his own right, and he's buried number four in that depth yard who's you know, barely going to feature over the season if those three guys stay healthy. But yeah, the the takeaway, it has to be about the two quarterbacks. I mean, one, Dak Prescott coming back from two different injuries. I don't think he looks 100% in in any way. I don't think he looks as athletic as he used to. I don't think he looks like his arm is 100% yet. Um, And it didn't matter because he still played well enough. Now, there's mistakes in there as well. Like the dude tried to throw it through multiple defenders in the red zone to fit it into... A, a target that just was never there, was never open. If it hadn't been broken up by Levante David, it was going to get picked off by the safety behind him. So that was a, a bad, terrible decision. But he had a bunch of big-time throws in there, made some really nice plays, was good at getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, and I suspect at least, I suspect both of those things, the physical things, will come back, right? Like he's kind of been doing 100% in terms of uh, just moving around and athleticism and game um, football condition, football readiness. And then they were saying at the top of the broadcast that the shoulder injury that he had is a, you know, it's, it's a much more common one in baseball, Steve. You may be familiar. Um, you guys want to, you want to get into it for a few minutes? But they you were saying get into the, the that on, yeah. on um, you know, direction from the baseball medical people that they talked to, they effectively shut him down for two weeks. And if that's the case, 
he can't have done much throwing since those two weeks ended. So he went from, yeah, two weeks to on a pitch count. And then they, you know, he's, he's full go, but it was, that was only for about a week and a half. It does take time for arm strength to get back uh, when you're doing that. So I would expect both those things to start coming back over the next couple of weeks. Uh, the most impressive thing about Dak was just his work in the pocket. And, and we had mentioned this, too. It, it's different, I think, the way he got hurt compared to, say, a Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow getting hurt in the right. pocket, guy rolling up on his knee. Dak was outside the pocket. So I expected him to maybe not be as gun-shy in the pocket. But, man, such incredible throws. Because the Bucks were throwing a lot at the Cowboys from a blitz standpoint, mixing it up. They had their three edge rushers out there for a bunch. They had Vita Vea, bull rushing dudes God. like crazy at times. Very impressive. Dak just standing in the pocket and making, like you said, four or five big time throws that flip the field. Got a great analogy for you for Vita Vea. Do you remember the the opening? I guess it's still the opening scene. The like the big scene to open Beverly Hills Cop, right? Where there there's a big uh, cigarette deal going down the back of that like double articulated lorry, and then it takes off, and the guy spends ten minutes just blasting through parked cars for you know, but set to whatever music is playing with Axel Foley hanging off the back of this thing. That's Vita Vea was just blasting his way through the parked cars of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys offensive line late in the game was just a complete wrecking ball. Like that guy was taking 300 pound men and just running through them as if they weren't there. And, and the dude at 350 pounds had to rush the passer 47 times yeah. tonight. So it's tough to be effective down to down, but some of the most impressive rushes, um, I'll tell you why the game was so close in a minute, but first don't forget the NFL's back. DraftKings is telling you to get in on the action. Uh, they wanted you to get in before opening night, but there's still time. Yeah, they moved the spread originally to plus 73 for Tampa Bay, which, by the way, you would have covered mm. if you took advantage of this offer already. But here's what you can still do over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Any new customer gets $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 or more on any football game. So you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFFBET. New customers bet $1 on any football game to receive $200 in free bets instantly with promo code PFFBET this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Free bet promotion for new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Max wager limits apply. One per customer. Restrictions, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, why was it so close, Sam? I think people might look at this and say, hey, may, maybe the Bucks aren't as good as we thought. And it's going to sound, you know, maybe a little contradictory. I'll say the Bucks almost, they tried to beat themselves, man. They had a fumble by Ronald Jones, a drop pass by Leonard Fournette as an inter- for an interception. And Chris Godwin looked like he was going to make a spectacular play, maybe get into the end zone, fumbles at about the five-yard line. Those are the three plays, those turnovers, that I think kept it close. Yeah, and it, it, uh, other than that, the Bucks were moving the ball and, you know, had their way on offense. In addition to a deep, dropped by by uh chris godwin as well okay it would have been a very it's yes. a very difficult catch to make but it's chris godwin he's got to make that catch that's what he's there for he he's made those catches in the past so yeah a bunch of big plays that that didn't go their way um and shoot i don't think ronald jones got back in the game after he fumbled that was like a death sentence to his uh performance yeah can we talk for a minute about tom brady I know you're you're, yeah. a, you're a guy that doesn't like to talk sure. about Tom Brady, Steve, but let's do it. He's 44 years old and he's playing as well as he's ever played. He looks physically better than he's ever looked like it's it's silly. 
And look, people are already getting upset at me. I had people tweeting at me like, oh, this has started already. We had to go through a year of saying he's 43 and look what he's doing. Look, if you are not amazed by what this dude is doing every single week at 44 years old, I can't help you. It's absurd. He is one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL playing like it on a week-to-week basis at 44 years old. It is ridiculous. There was like one play in this game where he looked like a slightly ungainly old man, right? Where he almost threw the interception um, and Leonard Fournette bailed him out. But that's it. Everything else, like crisp um, arm strength was there. Decision-making is there. Brady looks like the best quarterback in the league again at 44. It's just, it shouldn't be possible. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. You can tell, too, he's just, he's got confidence in the system now. But the Bucks never ran no huddle last year, right? I mean, they were just learning the system. It was a little bit more slow-paced. They've got this up-tempo game that they showed off earlier in the game. They've got new weapons at their arsenal, including, again, this trio of receivers, which take the, dro- the drops are a thing, but it's like re- good receivers get open and give you options. And Brady has those options. He's going to find them. The arm looks fantastic, as you're saying. That Hail Mary, <laughs> he was just showing off his arm, the Hail Mary that got picked off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he he continues to improve. There are more wrinkles in this Arians offense now in year two. So, yeah, the sky's the limit for the Bucks in this offense. Uh, there are still people that like to tear down Tom Brady. They're sick of his success. But, man, it's not it's not 22 years of luck. You know, it's it's he's an incredible player and he continues to, you know, play at a high level. And whatever level. freaky fountain of youth he's found or like the holy grail that uh, Indiana Jones was looking for, I think he's passed it on to Gronk as well because – Gronk is six months younger than Travis Kelsey. And I've been using that as a like a wondering how long Travis Kelsey's got left. But what if it means that Gronk's got like another five years of dominating in him? Like dude had a retirement party a couple of years ago and now he's back. He's going to be the best tight end in the NFL again. Won a WWE title, but he wanted to come back, play with his buddy Tommy. So uh, yeah, a quarterback driven review because look, it was Dak versus Brady. They were, they were fantastic. Most of the receivers were great. It was a lot of fun. Great to have the NFL back and fun to review an actual football game. Quarterback-driven so. review because they threw the ball 108 times between them. That was it. That was it. Forget the run game. Just chuck it around. It's the NFL in 2021. Of course, we'll be review- reviewing every game on the PFF NFL podcast. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. It's PFF NFL Daily. Daily.